Yahoo! Misa named Jaja Binks, my the most famous gangan in all of the Naboo. Used to re listen to the Three Sheets to the Mouse podcast. It's the biggest bombad podcast in all of the galaxy. Mine thinks keep you so younglings away from it. This guy's no good. Just like in the prequels. <laughs> But you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 222 of Three Sheets to the Mouse, where the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney, from parks to movies to dining, will cover everything Disney has to offer, including their drinks. I'm Mikey, and tonight I'm joined by three people that would gladly move to Lake Nona, Florida, if their bosses told them to. How would that go as a teacher? <laughs> like, hey. Would you care? I mean, I guess maybe not. <laughs> Maria. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. I understand uh, gravity is a little heavier. Uh, house. Gravity <laughs> keeps bringing me down over here. Oh, space frog. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still... Trying to figure out Maria's dad joke there. Oh, it was a good one. Some says you. Well, I don't think I've heard damn. it somewhere before. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure once or twice. Every 45 minutes. And Adam, what's up, everybody? I don't have anything funny to say, so that's what I'm going with right now. Because <laughs> um. that made sense when I said I didn't have anything funny to say. Yeah, yeah, Mikey. <laughs> I was, I, I didn't, well, it worked for Maria there. Yeah. Um, well, low standards. Well, she's having yeah. issues with gravity. You've seen her height. Yeah. That's right. That's right. If she would. Don't make me remind so you. So grab a drink and let's Don't enjoy Don't come at me, Maria. <laughs> Don't, Don't come, come at, at me. Come at me. <laughs> Don't at me, boy. <laughs> oh, my children. Oh, they're yours. Let's talk some Disney together. Um, Maria, spe- speaking of, of gravity and, and, and what have you, um, what what were you cleaning your carpet with? Um, I, oh, now, now, as soon as Todd's done editing, he's going to come right upstairs and look at me and say, what did you spill on the carpet? Yeah, that's exactly how that's going to yep. go. But you'll already know Todd, because it's, he's editing the show. Yeah. It's, it's a basement carpet. It's literally only purpose is to absorb stains okay, that, of that's all natures. That is legit. Exa- and I'm pretty sure this carpet was free. I don't remember where exactly we got it from. I had to do is get rid of the fleas, and it's yours. I Well, I think it was a Wayfair special, actually. Oh. Uh, um, well, I... Mm, mm. 
came with children. What do you do? I was just came with it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. When you were beating it out. Nope. 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 We, Maria, what are you drinking? We got nope. it. We got it when we got Aiden. Um, so, <laughs> we ordered a carpet. We got a kid. That was weird. It's, uh, <laughs> if only his name was Berber. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I am drinking a Bud Light Seltzer maple pear from the flannel pack. And then uh, I have an apple crisp also from the flannel pack on deck. But the maple pear is uh, oddly less than (laughs) what it was maybe about five minutes ago. (laughs) Because it was on its, it was horizontal for a couple seconds. Until I realized, like, oh shit, and then I picked it up. Your your seltzer was passed out. The it floor was my seltzer passed out. Somebody, somebody overserved my. Well, wasn't a good taste though. It's a it's a seltzer. I mean, I like it, but that doesn't say much because you know my taste is questionable according to you three. Uh, at best, <laughs> sometimes. At worst, it's just non-existent. So, I mean, I'll take it. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Between the two, the apple crisp or the uh, maple pear? Uh, the apple crisp is very good, but I don't mind the maple pear at all. It's actually really nice. I like Sounds it. Sounds like it would want to be really sweet with those two flavors, um, but being a seltzer, it has know, a little bit of salt. It, yeah, it's it's kind of, it is sweet. It's definitely on the sweeter oh. side. Oh, okay. Blah. But I like it. Adam, what, what, what you got? Well, I, I'm... I'm turning into Maria this evening. I actually have oh. a sampler pack of seltzer from Kona Brewing that we brought from Maria. I think she had one of them. No, I have three. <laughs> I have three. So right now I am drinking the passion orange gravel one, and it's actually not that bad. I like I that like one. It. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a pog seltzer. Yeah, it's actually pretty decent. I'm not complaining. I don't really hate it. I have two other ones. I don't know what the flavors are. I just kind of... Ro- Grabbed my hand in the box before he started recording <laughs> and threw him in there. So, the, uh, the Millers, it's a pick six. Yeah, it's the tropical punch. I think is my favorite. That one's really I good. I have that up here. Something yeah, lime, it's maybe. Good. Uh, yeah, there's a lime one as well. You drink a tropical punch and you go, oh yeah. No, that's a Hawaiian punch. Yeah. Oh, sure. Actually, it was Kool Aid, but thanks for playing. No. Yeah. No, tropical punch was the oh yeah, wasn't it? No, no that that's was Hawaiian Punch. No, Kool-Aid was, oh yeah, Kool-Aid man bust for the wall would say, oh yeah. And and the Hawaiian, Hawaiian Punch, punch was... would say, how, you want to have a nice Hawaiian Punch? Sure. Because he had that Jersey accent for some reason. For some reason, <laughs> I remember a freaking, like, I want to say it was a board game with Hawaiian Punch. Where you actually uh, oh. smash the characters down with like a fist. Uh, like there are little like clay characters, and if you landed on the wrong spot, you actually oh, got well, smashed. Yeah, I remember opponent. that game. Oh, I don't I remember, remember that. that. Game. <laughs> you New Yorkers you can, are so violent. You can look it up. My I am gonna look goodness. it up because I thought it was crazy for a hot minute. I no, know I it remember. existed. It wasn't just the Hawaiian Punch characters. I think it was like a lot of um, 80s, 70s, and 80s uh, icons mascot. Yeah, branding the most ambitious crossover event ever. Yeah. Tim, what are you drinking? Well, right now in my glass, I have uh, a little bit of 1792 Bald and Bond. 
But as always, when we record, we start talking before we record, so this is almost empty. And on deck, I have some folklore rye from Social Still, which is a local distillery by us. It's rye finished oh. in wine casks. What, what's hey, the matter, Adam? The actual game was from 1978. Oh. And you can pay $60 for it now if you really want it. Oh, wow. Well, what's it called? Um, Hawaiian Punch. Oh, oh shit. It was just a Hawaiian Punch guy. I don't mm-hmm. for some reason, oh. I remember being like other other characters. Yeah, it's a 1978. It was by Mattel. And it was just the crazy Hawaiian Punch guy. I used to love this game hmm. as a kid. Because <laughs> I, I used to get to, you know, you used to get to beat up on other characters. It was fun. <laughs> Okay. Mikey, what are you drinking? down memory lane. Uh, I have cracked into the... Oh, God. Sorry. Uh, flaw in my glass. Uh, cracked into a, 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 a bottle that was a gift from old Russell Cole. Uh, the, the Diz Foodies uh, Kungaloosh bottle of the uh, Woodford. Oh, nice. Oh, I had to find all the words there. They didn't bring the bottle out from the kitchen with me, so I was trying to remember things. What <laughs> um, what were you drinking before we started recording? That was clear. Well, it was just my warm-up. Oh, what was that? Jalapeno tequila. Uh, uh, see, I don't understand how you go from jalapeno tequila to Woodford. Woodford. That's well, I've like, also got a big glass of water. That's like bubble gut. I'll let you know right in the there. morning. But well, we I probably won't yet. have probably. to wait till the morning. We'll probably yeah. do it halfway through the episode tonight. Well, no, I hope not. I haven't emptied my trash can. I gotta find some place to put it. Uh oh. Naked oh, Chalupa Part Two. <laughs> in this wind, it's just gonna oh, <laughs> like blow up in the gravitron. Oh god! Right? A little blowback. I lost my cell phone. The only cell phone I've ever lost in the fucking gravitron. Jesus. But it's Sucked not the only pair. Of, I guarantee you, it's not the only pair of glasses you ever lost. No, I've only well, I've only ever lost one pair of glasses. Oh, and that okay. was in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> yep. Who takes their anymore. glasses into the ocean with them? Well, I was only about fifteen feet from the beach, and we didn't have a spot, so there was no place to actually put them down and leave them, Maria. Oh. Also, I blame my wife, Jennifer Goodman. I want time. Got it. <laughs> Entirely for that. Speaking of wives, tonight yeah, we're okay. being creative. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting I was, to see. I'm waiting to see how you're going to segue that one. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, yeah. Words. Last year, um, or or at least with, with the launch of Disney Plus, they had their Imagineering story that came out. They like to touch on a lot of the attractions and feature a lot of the Imagineers over the time uh, from Disney parks, from uh, WED on up into Disney Imagineering. And no, for the most part, they covered uh, several of them, but they, they, they left a lot of them. They just didn't tell you much about them. And, uh, you know, with uh, this week being the birthday week of one Bob Gurr, we said, hey, let's touch on some more of the Imagineers to see... Uh, what other stories are out there? Where'd they come from? Where'd they go? Pat and I, Joe. Thank you. 
and uh yeah so for episode 222 that's that's where we're gonna go tonight we've got uh a smattering of imagineers we've got dudes and dames and uh i'm kind of excited to hear uh about everybody else's uh peoples so um who, who wants to hit them first with with some imagineering informations um well i think my mine is still alive that was mine that was mine Oh, well, I'm odd man out. <laughs> so why don't, yeah, think mine is the why don't you go first, wait, Mikey? Wait, yeah, well, I mean, in my research, it didn't say he was dead, so I'm assuming he's alive. When was his birth, when was his birth year? 1930. Okay, well, yeah, that's, t- yeah, okay. It's, it's possible, he's up there, but. So why don't you go first, Mikey, well, since yours is no longer okay. with us? Yeah, oh, confirm. Uh, yes. Um, and then in memoriam. And then mine is the <laughs> oldest that is alive. She was born in twenty nine. And then Adam, and then Tim. We'll go yes. deceased youngest. <laughs> oh wow! That's so fucking morbid. It is morbid. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow! wow. <clears throat> I mean, well, you have to you have to do it some way. Well, which one did you stab in the neck? No, none of them. <laughs> Aw. Yet there's time. That was a few episodes right, okay. ago. That was it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, how about we just go with whoever was born first? Okay. When was yours born? Twenty-eight. So you still would. There's still. I know. Yeah, it's still okay. the same order. It's, it's, the same it's order. not as. It's not as morbid. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find the silver lining here. Gotta put some pictures on this obituary that Marie is writing for me. <laughs> Literally changes nothing, but whatever makes you feel good, Mikey, yeah, you, you go for it. That's the right, youngest or right, well. oldest. Well, four. Still, well, you really, you can't really call him oldest because he's still dead. Yeah. <laughs> She. Oh, mine was just born first. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've, I've got. I've got a lady, a lady friend here. Oh. Um, I'm gonna tell you about Harriet Burns. Good old Harriet. Harriet, sweet Harriet. <laughs> hard-hearted harbinger of haggis. I thought. I, there she sat on her chariot. No, I was just <laughs> uh, hoping somebody would get that no. reference from movie. That's why I fucking okay, put it in my so notes. So which fucking movie, Mikey, out. that nobody ever saw? Uh, <laughs> Boy Married an Axe Murderer. Who? Oh, yeah. Who saw that? Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah. I don't know. Mike, Mike, Stephen Wright. Anyway. I know uh, who, I know the movie. I saw okay. it once in the, when it came out in the 80s, maybe 90s. I don't even remember. It was 90s. It was before all the Austin Powers or during? That was, no, it was before. That was before. Yeah, this would have been right, right. It would have been after Wayne's World. Wayne's World 2 after that, before Austin Powers and stuff. I think he was still on SNL, actually. Um, I think I tried anyway, to yes. watch it. And I, I enjoyed it. I've seen it several times, apparently, um, as, as the story goes. But that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about Harriet Burns, who um, she was born in San Antonio, Texas, August 20th, 1928. Oh, she was born on my birthday. There you go. Except I'm still way alive. earlier. 
<laughs> yes, yes, she is definitely deeper uh, underground than you. Uh, born in San Antonio, raised in Seguin, Texas, uh, with not a whole hell of a lot to do or money with which to do it. What with you know the depression going on and all, so she spent much of her childhood um, being creative and putting her imagination to work. She would make her own toys and dolls to play with and even uh, found a way to use her very creative imagination for uh, naming the family's real-life pets instead of all of her imaginary pets. They had a pet goldfish, and this is important. It's not important at all, but I definitely put it in here because uh, she named the goldfish... <sighs> she named the goldfish... Tachyon Sitgo, Popeye, Gatsinya, Mark, Kakapini, Kasuziana, Karichi, Dinanache, Briannache, Jikaliki, Jacoponi, Christiana, more. Shut the fuck up. I don't believe oh, that. Short. <laughs> Off your no, uncle. This, this, is, this is from an, uh, an interview that her, her granddaughter Chelsea um, did. Uh, how the hell would you how old was her granddaughter? How the hell would you remember that and get that right is a better question. Well, see... Um, Unless it was written down. She liked the story so much that her grandma <laughs> would always tell her and her cousins that she actually had her grandma write the name on paper and she wrote it or she kept it in her uh, memory box as a child, which she found again in you her know twins. damn well that grandma made up that story to tell that kid. Either way, that's still very, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's creative, creative for, for Harriet. That is, I, don't, I don't believe. That is something. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little um, bit of a... I'm yep. calling bullshit on that a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I have no doubt she told the story. Yes, but I don't think she really had the goldfish named that. You know, I mean, uh, that, is, <laughs> that is something. Tachyon Sitgo. Was Sitgo was even around back no. then? T-A-C-K-A-O-N-S-I-T-G-O. That's go sit on attack backwards. Oh. So it was the rest of it. You want me to go, right, well, that's, the, that's, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got Popeye and Cockapanani. Well, that's Leave what I'm saying. Was Popeye a cartoon? Well, Popeye was a cartoon in the 20s, right? Yeah. Mm, I don't it was know. a comic strip. I don't think it was a, tw- a cartoon okay. in the 20s. Well, you, I mean a comic strip in the 20s. Back remains that a goldfish. Now, uh, after graduating, allegedly, yeah. After, <laughs> <laughs> you hear what Ginger did to the goldfish, didn't you? Jesus. Insert. Oh, here. man. So she goes to high school. She graduates, and her father says, hey, you know what? You can go to college. I'm going to cover it, um, but only if you major in home economics. If this is the 20s. I didn't realize there was a major. I was thinking the exact. Yeah, that's yeah where that's I like went a with that. 50s thing. 20s is all about uh, lappers and speakeasies and. I just yeah, but co- college for women was was more or less like finishing school almost. Probably in her dad's eye, wanting her to do something like that. She agreed, and they she went to uh, SMU in Dallas. And as soon as she got started, she. Uh, basically immediately changed her major to art since dad had paid for it and uh, she finished school there, earned her bachelor's degree, then moved to uh, University of New Mexico to study advanced design. 
in 51, she married her college sweetheart, Bill. And a few, uh, or a year later, they had uh, their only child, a little girl named Pam. And in 53, they made the huge decision to pack up and move to Hollywood so Bill could achieve his lifelong dream of being a successful actor. Naturally, because of this, uh, Harriet had to find work because <laughs> Bill sucked. And Bill was b- busy being a waiter. Right. <laughs> Bill had no IMDb page, so he, 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 he didn't make it. Um, so what she did is she took her previous work experience because she had a, um, in Texas, she had worked for Neiman Marcus uh, building storefront, store window displays. And took that with her art education at college, and uh, she got a job with Display Industries Cooperative Exchange, or DICE for short. Yeah, the, the name of that company just doesn't blend very well, but... <laughs> sweet acronym, they, they just, though. They, yeah, yeah, sweet acronym. Yeah, exactly. they just like, hey, we, it was cool. DICE. <laughs> Let's make it about DICE. Um, but she found herself making props for sets on different television shows. And working on um, the interiors for flow shows at nope, flow shows for for flow shows flow for shows it's flow shows, shows. <laughs> it's for floor floor shows. shows. <laughs> flow show she, she did sets and and floor show uh, interiors for uh, several casinos in Las Vegas and um, even found herself working sometime uh, after that at. Uh, this is some foreshadowing, but at Santa's Village in Lake Arrowhead, California, which was the first franchise theme park and actually opened a month ahead of Disneyland with its own assortment of uh, attractions like a bobsleds, a Ferris wheel, and a monorail. Monorail. But um, before that happened, Dice went under and she found herself out of work, much like her husband. And nice at the encouragement, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the encouragement of a friend, she said, uh, "Hey, won't you put your application in at uh, at that Walt Disney Studios?" And she was like, "Yeah, they're not hiring women." But um, she 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 actually used to joke because I mean she was told they weren't hiring women, but she went ahead and put her application in and she used to joke that uh, they must have thought her name was Harry when they called her in for the interview otherwise she doesn't expect she would have gotten one but she wait uh, a second that's not really Disney's uh, Peyton Peyton Art Department was all women well yeah I mean this this wasn't in the Peyton Art area though oh so what was she applying for that is that, I, I was just saying. No, it doesn't say that. Okay, just, I'm just asking I'm, a question, Mikey, because I'm just I'm reading literally about. what she told people in an interview. This is why I was never a good student because I was always asked the question that the teacher had no idea on how to answer. <laughs> You're one of those in. assholes. Well, it's not even an asshole. It's just like something stuck out in my head, and I'm like, okay, but I know this to be true. So yes, well, yeah, I, that, that's why I'm like, well, I, even in my research, I was like, she's not the first woman hired by Disney because they had a lot of women in the animation studio. But she wasn't like an said, animator. In, in, but uh, she she was brought in for just art design. Um, for her ability to... Uh, design art. Actually, she was brought in. She worked on the Mickey Mouse Club. Which is where she, she got hired on to work on that. Uh, she was helping build the sets and uh, she actually designed the original Mouse Clubhouse. 
Um, she said her appearance caused her to stand out on set because she was dressed in high heels and a skirt and then went to work with the uh, power saws, table saws, routers, and all that stuff, but she still had on her proper attire. So she was more like, like almost industrial. It yeah. was more like set building and set designing, not so much ink and paint. That's what I meant. Okay. So then, hard. then, yeah, she she got hired for that. <laughs> um, D twenty three has a, 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 a quote from her. Um, when they asked about what 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 she would wear to work, because it was the fifties, I wore color coordinated dresses, high heels, and gloves. Girls didn't wear slacks back then, but I always carried a pair in my little sack just in case I had to climb on a ladder into high places. Huh. so no 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 free showsies wardrobe change yep i should probably just pull them up and then pull oh, them down oh, yeah done. that's true now um all of her work and, and set design and building and everything on uh mickey mouse clubhouse got her noticed by walt and he eventually moved her into the same workspace as uh, fred uh, i'm gonna butcher this i'm gonna say jorger could it be jorger 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 not durst no. Nope. <laughs> and 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 Waffle Rogers. I'm probably butchering his first name as well. Waffle? Those are the first Waffle? two guys working in the uh Is the it modeling. Waffle for real? No, Waffle. Like the food? No. <laughs> waffle. Oh, I heard you say Waffle. <laughs> I heard you say no, Waffle it's... too. I'm like, I was no. gonna fuck up Waffle. <laughs> it's, it's Waffle, you know, he, like he wasn't the concerned things that that was somebody's girl. first name. He was concerned that you were fucking up the word of the food. Yeah, I just like, how do you screw that well, word Disney, up? I mean, it could have been a nickname. I mean, all these people had nicknames. Mm. I mean, existential, it's, they called him X. Well, because probably nobody could say it. So. Yeah, <laughs> he was Xavier. Right. His first name was Xavier. Yeah. So they just called him X. And he's going to give it to you. <laughs> Right next to Fred Durst. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. Yeah. Fred Durst and Waffle. <laughs> there you go, Maria. Waffle mania. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Can that be a shirt? <laughs> now, that they would end up being the beginning of WED Enterprises, and, the, and their group would eventually grow and become Walt Disney Imagineering which does actually make Harriet the first female Imagineer hired because every article you read, that was the whole big headline or the bold thing was that she was the first female Imagineer hired. And it's like, I get that and not take anything away from her. But at the time, Imagineering was like two dudes in a bag of pipe cleaners. (laughs) It it, it, it wasn't like, you know, there were 10 people hired and then they bring in a woman. It was was two dudes and then she got put in there. So... Was she there for the creation of it? So technically, she she was promoted to it, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, because she moved from. Yeah, it's just. Eh. It, it's Buzzfeed. just. It, it's not Buzzfeed. It, it's corporate spin. So she was a founding exactly. member of Imagineers. So she predated the grumpy old man. Yes, she did. She did. Now, what exactly did she do as an Imagineer? Where she did exactly what Walt wanted her do she would take the two-dimensional sketches of the designs that the other guys would draw and then she would build them into real world miniatures he wanted her to just make miniatures of everything going into disney world so he could have an entire miniature not disney but disneyland and then have everything miniature so he could see and visualize what was going on 
Um, and her design choices in, in building these miniatures gave a lot of direction to the architects and, and designers for the final attractions and set pieces. Um, she designed and created uh, the model for what is Sleeping Beauty Castle, and that you know basically became the the inspirational focus on the other castles you find at Disney's other theme parks. Um, she had the privilege of uh, creating a one one hundred scale replica of the uh, Matterhorn Mountain <laughs> in Switzerland <laughs> for the, the Matterhorn uh, ride. Um, and in addition to her prototyping and modeling, she also did a fair amount of finish work. So she would get in there after someone built what she had made a miniature, and then she would help finish painting it. Uh, she designed and painted the entire underwater set piece uh, for the submarine voyage ride. She did uh, the tiki room and applied the individual feathers to the animatronic birds. Jeez, that must have been oh, so uh, yeah. You know what? She actually said it was one of her most challenging projects because yes, when they when they breathed out, <laughs> they looked fine. But when they came back, they looked kind of scrunched like they had mites, she said. <laughs> so she had to figure out how to re reform the skins around them. And uh, she, she got it fixed and she actually maintained the Tiki Room attraction after its opening. She would get in there and make sure all the birds' feathers were still in the right spots, I guess, and, and everything. Um, she also worked on the birds for Mary Poppins' movie and helped with the uh, final designs of New Orleans Square and then built um, the entire miniature replica of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride inside and out and also Haunted Mansion for the planning of, uh, of Disneyland. Um, and rounding out her, her Disney accolades, in 64, she worked on some stuff for this little side project that Walt had called the World's Fair and uh, was heavily involved with uh, assisting on great moments with Mr. Lincoln and the Carousel of Progress. Now, what did she get from all of that hard work? Well, Walt had her on several episodes of his Wonderful World of Color TV show, where she would kind of explain some of the backstory behind some of the uh, favorite rides, attractions, and what have you throughout Disneyland. Uh, in 86, she retired from Imagineering, so that's like 30 years, 31 years she basically worked there. And then in 1982, she was honored with a window on Main Street in Disneyland, uh, the first woman to receive that honor, and her plaque reads, The Artisan's Loft, Handmade Miniatures by Harriet Burns. Ooh. In 2000, she was officially promoted to Disney Legend status. And Maria, you'll be happy to know in 2008, she passed away in L.A. at the age of 79. <laughs> no, she would be happy because she was not stabbed in the neck. Yeah. No, she wasn't. So I'm not happy no, about that. No, complications from uh, heart disease. <laughs> complications uh, from being stabbed in the neck. That is, that is a cop-out way to go, man. Heart disease. Okay. It's going to be a baller and get stabbed in the neck. Yeah. That, I, I just want to say, since it sounds like a good break time, this star fruit lime is disgusting. Uh, not my favorite. It's fucking gross. <laughs> I wouldn't go that chug, far, chug, but like, chug, yeah. Chug, no, chug. it's fucking weird. It's he not says, good. No, no, no. I'll finish it, but because <clears throat> you know, it's awful. It's a weird fruit I see it all the time in the grocery store. I'm like, uh, I don't understand how it's supposed to taste or look or Wait, like when it's what right is, or not. What is it? It's a star fruit lime. Oh, I thought it was just lime. No, I missed the, the star fruit. This one would be fine. The star fruit tastes kind of strange. 
Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Star Fox. Yeah. Yes. Got that one I got. <laughs> Thank you. I got that one too. Even I understood that one. Maria, um, Harriet's legacy will live on in Disney across the globe, but one of the coolest stories I found came also from uh, her granddaughter. Um, it doesn't have any really weird words in it, so... I was just going to say, was it the name of their dog or something? Um, no. Um, Damn. You see, one of the many attractions that Harriet worked on that actually never got much further than the planning stages was called Rock Candy Mountain. Uh, for Disneyland, the quick idea of the ride was it was a huge mountain made entirely of giant oversized candies and sweets. We're talking peppermints, gumdrops, and, and a lot of rock candy would make up the bulk of the formations of this mountain. Sounds sticky. And it was, it was so big, Casey Jr., you would get on the train and it would drive through the mountain, all the way up the mountain and through it and then back down. And the uh, canal boats from Storybook Land would actually float through underneath it. So this was a massive undertaking huh. they were looking at building. Um, Imagineers <laughs> went out and uh, bought all different kinds, different types of candies. Um, Walt even had some special uh, ribbon taffy custom made for them. And they built this miniature mountain of, you know, Rock Candy Mountain with uh, rock candy, licorice, gumdrops, candy canes, a lot of fudge, taffy, you know. And when they were finished, old John Hinch looked at it and said, that ride would be just unappealing and sickly and a tummy ache waiting to happen. Because it just it didn't look good. So uh, Walt agreed with them, and it eventually became the Matterhorn. But that uh, that big diabetes mountain that they had built uh just got pushed out in the parking lot and um harriet when she was telling this story she always said that it became the world's sweetest bird feeder because all the birds <laughs> came down and oh, ate on her uh but before everything got thrown out harriet salvaged several boxes of rock candy thinking that it could be used for something else and in the end she actually used them to decorate the christmas tree at home and every year she would decorate the tree with chunks of rock candy. Uh, and it, it became a tradition because then her daughter would decorate the tree at home with rock candy with the granddaughter. And now the granddaughter decorates her tree at home with rock candy. And it all, all because uh, someone had not the best idea for a ride. However, ended up damn near being an entire movie called Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. I was just yeah. And, uh, Matter Sounds fact, more if like you go, a hard candy Christmas to me. Bazinga, Dolly. <laughs> if, if you go to the, uh, uh, what, what's the, um, it's a candy shop at Disneyland. Is it called the Trolley something? Trolley Stop? Oh, uh, in Disneyland. No, I know the all of our California, Cara, uh, Cara, fuck. Hi, how are Catherine, you? Nah. Catherine and Sarah and oh, so Cherie are, yeah, yeah. Are, are all <laughs> screaming at their, yes, at their, I'm sure. their uh, phones right now like, it's fucking this. I think it's Trolley Car Cafe. Yes. No, no that's Cafe not. Is in that Disney, was in, it's in Disney World. Oh. Okay, is tro- I don't know. I think it's, it's probably something, but in the front window, they've got a, a 
candy mountain that they actually built. That's a prop, not made from actual candy, but it's got a little bitty train that goes through it. Um, and it's got the original artwork of the uh, the ride that, that never came to be. Um, but hey, you know what? We got... Trolley uh, treats. We got... Trolley, okay, there you go. It's in Disney. It's in, it's in California Adventure. We, we got, we got, wait, so we got the birthday that, cake castle. So one? we had that going for us, yeah. which is nice. So and that's, uh, well, there's also Candy Kitchen, which is on Main Street. Yes. No, this is definitely the trolley thing place. Okay. Yeah, trolley treats. Sorry, Sarah. I tried to redeem myself. <laughs> Please don't hate me. Sorry, Kara. Sorry, Kara. <laughs> yeah, you can actually, you actually see there's a picture of it on the website. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, there's... Yeah, it, it's... Scaled down from what yeah, it should have been, but yeah. Is now a Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I know. I think it made it through that conversion. Sorry. Starbucks. So there, there's Alice. She had... Uh, not Alice. Yeah. Marriott. <laughs> Someone else has Alice. That's very. I have Alice. Maria has Alice. Alice is next. Wow. Alice had her hands wow. in damn near everything. Uh, yes, she did. Related to a park. That's why I was like, oh god, I that don't know who this girl to is. True for like almost all of the Imagineers, they did yeah. a little bit of everything. Nobody had like a specialized thing. They just dropped wherever they were needed and wherever they. Yep. And they. I mean, they 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 mostly, trying to get the park off the ground. Mostly good old Walt going. You can do this. Try this. Do it. Try it. And they'd end up doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even like that. It was like, you're going to do this. <laughs> That's and they were like, I don't know how don't to know do how. that. And he was like, let me rephrase. Well, your job's to figure you're it gonna out. You're going to do this. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Walt. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm going to do this. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to do this. Okay. You can do Walt, it. I did this. Okay. It's not good. Right. It's <laughs> that looks good, good. Good job. Try doing it this way. Oh, so you knew how to do it the whole time? Of course I did. <laughs> Just wanted to see if you did. <laughs> I can't hire myself, jackass. That, that's a direct quote from Walt Disney. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> God. Uh, I can't hire myself. Jackass. Jackass. <laughs> Walt Disney, 1956. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's another shirt. Get you kicked yeah, out of the park. All right. Yeah. Who's, who's, who's up? Who's next? Who dies next? I, who, well, uh, well, nobody's no, dead. Nobody. Only yours nobody's is dead. dead. That's why I said they're, who dies next. Well, uh, well I mean, point. we don't know because they're not yeah. dead. Now watch, like none... within the next like week and a half, two weeks. <laughs> well, one, of them died. one of them are gonna die. But yeah, <laughs> but feel so I, bad. oh god, that would be awful. Okay, so I have Alice Davis. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, Mark is dead, right? Mark Davis is dead. Yes, for yes, twenty-one years, <laughs> he's been dead. Okay. Yes. I mean, for Good anybody words. wanting to know, Bill Burns is also dead. <laughs> There Did you he go. ever become a famous actor? No, <laughs> no, no. He did. He didn't need to because his wife was the first lady of the Imagineering. Money. Apparently, <laughs> got that Disney money, <laughs> but couldn't even get a gig. All right, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about Alice. Uh, Alice was married to Mark Davis. She um, is. Okay, Adam, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> poor Alice. Um, <coughs> she is a Disney legend. She developed costumes for films and TV and, and most notably for some of the rides that we all know and love. Um, but before we get to that, let's go back to her early life. Uh, she was born March 26, 1929. That's, that's another Mike Myers. Yeah. Yes. March 26, 1929. So she is a year younger than Harriet. But Harriet's dead. Alice is still alive. She was, she was, Sarah, I, I'm sorry. Like, you can just fucking hate me for this episode. It's it's either Escalon or Echelon. I'm not, I don't know. Escalon, I don't know. Fuck. I don't. We're going to go with fuck. She was born in fuck California. Fuck California. I get that all the time. Fuck California. Yeah, fuck California. Is that with, with two C's? That, yes. It's okay. actually with a C-H. It's, yeah. <laughs> fuck. California. <laughs> a huge German uh, settlement there. Yeah, it's 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 like the Western New Braunfels. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. With and they and all of their men are are named Waffle. Waffle, yeah, Waffle Rogers. I was just about to say Waffle Rogers was in there. Every single every single male males are born and they're like his name was Waffle. That's, Waffle. Waffle the eighteenth. They all have the same the same name. Um, so does that make the delivery uh, ward a Waffle House? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so growing up, uh, Alice was a really, really talented uh, artist. And she actually won a scholarship to study at the art institute that was started by a lady whose last name is <laughs> Leonard. She not she nard she nard queenard queenard. <laughs> I suddenly feel like I'm in I'm recording an episode of Mouseliness. I'm listening to Kate reports. Scroll <laughs> that. It's you can, Kate. No, no, but it it's you can tell by Maria's whole face when the name is coming up because oh, so she turns right le- red <laughs> and the level of concentration just. Concentration oh, increases. And, and she just she clinches <laughs> oh, so man. hard. Yes. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. I'm, I'm, like, I'm no, so I'm not. not gonna get this. So would that be C H O U N A R D? Yeah, pretty much. You missed an I in there somewhere, but I'm not gonna tell you where because I don't fucking know. It's probably silent. <laughs> it's silent. Much like, much like yeah. the, much like the fucks I give right now. They're very silent. Uh we're gonna go with Leonard. We're gonna go with Leonardo DiCaprio. We're gonna go with Shutton of Pap. Oh, you said it right. You said it right. 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 right off. <laughs> oh fuck. Waffle. All right, let's get back on track. Come on. Come on, you twat waffles. <laughs> oh god. So, so we're going with we're going with Leonard Art Institute. 
It was this woman who sounded really fucking French. I don't know that she was, but she started this art institute. She got a scholarship. So um, initially, initially, Alice wanted to study animation, which, again, this was... So when she went to college, it was around the time that World War II was beginning after the United States had become involved in the war. So it was after Pearl Harbor. Um, And because of our involvement in the war a lot of men had been drafted so there weren't anyone to really teach the classes because back then it was all all, only men really did animation so because there were a lack of teachers there was a two-year wait list for the animation program she didn't want to wait for two years she was able to grab the absolute last spot in the costume design program so that was all that was available. She decided she was going to take it. She didn't want to put her life on hold for, for a couple more years because who knew how long the war was going to last. She decided she was going to take costume design. Um, so she entered that program. When she was in college, though, once the war was over and all of the teachers were coming back and wanting jobs again, Um, There was an animation class that she really, really wanted to take. It was taught by this guy called Mark Davis, named Mark Davis, not called. They didn't call. I mean, but his friends called him. I mean, his friends called him Mark if he had friends. I don't. And he he had he didn't fuck any waffles. Um, It's no, it was in his Wikipedia. I looked. Okay. Allegedly. I I looked. I looked for fucking waffles and there wasn't any. So we're good. Um, did we look for Cuisinarts? I didn't look for Cuisinarts, though. <laughs> I didn't. That might have been there. Maybe I missed it. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so he was actually taking an animation, or not taking, he was teaching an animation class <laughs> that Alice really wanted to take, but there were no seats available. So the um, head of the school said, okay, well, I'll, because the head of the school and Alice had become very close. Um, and she saw the talent that Alice had. And so she said to Alice, okay, well, you can take this animation class. However, you are going to have to kind of be a teaching assistant. You're going to have to take role and you're going to have to bring the chalk <laughs> for class every <laughs> every time. Well, like a teacher now. Yeah, I know, right? You're going to have to bring chalk for the class. And she was like, okay. Okay, <laughs> so, so so she took that's that's where her and Mark Davis that's where she not her that's where she and Mark Davis I teach English uh, oh. first met. It shows. Do, I know. do you bring chalk to work? I, no, I have I bring Expo markers because I have a dry erase board. But you know what? Smart so I, so side note, Uh-oh. I've been oh, in boy. I've been in my classroom for eighteen years, right? And what did you just discover today? No, 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 no. No, it's always been there. But every year, I have this, I have this like black, like a quarter-sized dent in the middle of my fucking dry erase board, and it, and you can see the backboard behind it, like the whiteboard is erased, and it's this big black mark. So every year, kids are like, Mrs. Miller, why do you have this big mark on your in the middle of your board? I was like. I'd tell you, but I don't want to go to jail. And they're like, what? I was like, kid only backtalked me once. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you you slammed his head into the into the whiteboard? I was like, 
I don't want to talk about it. My lawyer says I can't. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know how it got there. But that's my side story. Anyway, I don't beat my students. Often. I mean. Or long. <laughs> use, you say what you want. I can't comment. Um, <laughs> don't hit the so, face. No, don't hit the face. <laughs> Uh, the money maker. So after she graduated from college, her first job, Alice's first job, was designing lingerie, <laughs> <laughs> which is a little um, like uh, like late forties. That's a, that's a little like it's a little risque. <laughs> I mean, Disneyland had a lingerie shop. I know, on Main right? Street when it opened, I know. We should talk but about I, that. I don't think it was lingerie that you're thinking of. You're not looking at like Louis no, Bustles and Bustles like. I'm... You're gay. You don't know. It's bustiers. <laughs> no, I know what a boost, bustier is different than a bustle. And it, it was, bustles were considered lingerie in 40s. What the fuck is a bustle? Well, that's how big the. Gets that, under your, that's how you your dress. measure apples. Is that like that frilly thing that goes under your dress? That's that a petticoat. Like, it out? No, that's a petticoat. You get like a bustle of apples. <laughs> I mean, I know Adam wouldn't know because he doesn't know what a tablescape is, so why would he know oh, what a bustle yeah. is? <laughs> Here we go. I'm never going to live that fucking down for as long as I live. <laughs> um, so, At my funeral. Here lies Adam. Still doesn't know what a fucking tablescape is. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what your headstone's going to be. Yes, it's going to be an old granite tablescape. Yep. Your headstone's going to be a tablescape. Everybody knows I'm not going to have a headstone. There's no way in fucking hell I'm getting buried. Nope. I'm gonna be a tree. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm gonna be a diamond. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh. Great it's performance art. <laughs> so as she uh, begins work for this lingerie company in Los Angeles, um, she is noticed right away because she has this innate ability to make these beautiful patterns that seem to work really well on whatever figure, whatever size figure they put them on. Um, And she also does a really good job working with fabrics that are not typical. So she works with lace really well. She works with polyester really well. She works with rayon really well, which again, these were fabrics that were becoming popular as the 50s and 60s and 70s kind of like came into play. So she very quickly became a head designer for this lingerie company. Um, but it was always, she, she said that it, the work was good and enjoyable and she liked what she was doing, but there was always something lacking and she couldn't really figure out what it was. Um, one day she got a call from her former teacher, Mark Davis, who was now working for the Walt Disney Animation Company, and he was working on a movie that was going to come out within the next year. It was Sleeping Beauty. And he called Alice because he wanted her to make a costume for the person who was the dancer, the in-person dancer for Aurora, because he wanted to see how a skirt of a certain fabric would flow and turn as Aurora was spinning around the ballroom. So that's when Alice started working for the Walt Disney Company. That was her first 
project for the animation department. While she was working on this movie, her and Mark kind of got to know each other again. They sparked up a romance. They started dating. They ended up getting married in 1956. Um, I didn't realize that he was 16 years older than her, which I guess I should have realized because he was a teacher when she was in college, but I never really thought to... Yeah, I, I never really thought to to look at their age difference. Not that it really matters, but, you know. You're so progressive. And back, then it, that, back then it was more... more... Okay, 16 years. That, that's, a, that's a child. Um, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's a driver's license. That, yes. Yeah, when you look at it, it depends on what you look at, like how you look at 16. So the first few years of Alice and Mark's marriage, um, she didn't she didn't work for Disney. She was still working for that lingerie company. Um, she didn't work for Disney again until 1960 when she was asked to design some costumes for a movie called Toby Tyler. And so when I got to this part of her biography, I the, the Toby Tyler part was um, highlighted. So I clicked on it. So it's basically the same people who were in Babes in Toyland. Like, uh, like oh. those are, the, it was a lot of the same people. But we all know that back during the 40s and, well, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, Disney contracted their actors. So it was always the same people. They kind of still do that. Well, I mean, well, maybe a little bit. Not not well, to now, the same well, degree, well, now though. Well, when they find an actor, they latch on to them and like, we're going to use you for everything. Yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, back then, when the actor would sign a contract, they wouldn't necessarily sign for a movie. It or, was for the company. Would, it would, Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. And then the company so could would, use them how they wanted, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Fez Parker. Exactly. So, I don't... Neck. I, yeah, and he got stabbed in the fucking neck. <clears throat> and didn't die. And did not die. Didn't die. Uh-uh. Um, it's hardcore. Right. So I, so, I don't remember the Toby Tyler movie. Apparently, it was based off of a book that was written in the 1880s, but, I, like, it looks, the cover of the movie looks fucking creepy. Like, full-on clown like no no thank you um but anyway so she was she was asked to design the costumes for that movie and then there was a few years that again she didn't really work for disney finally in 63 is when her tenure her true tenure with disney began um because from 63 on to her retirement she was consistently with disney company so in 1963 Walt actually called her and said, hey, I have this Imagineer, Mary Blair, who is working on some World's Fair stuff for me. Um, Would you be able to assist her in making some costumes? The project that we have is called It's Small World. And we we could really use your expertise in creating costumes. She ended up designing 150 costumes for this ride which I mean is like insane absolutely insane also during this time she created audio animatronic forms so that in in the 
I don't want to say factory, but in the studio where they were cre- where they were creating these costumes, she could have a replica of what was going to be in the ride itself so that she was able to mold her costumes essentially around this figurine without needing to guess what the measurements were going to be. Um, She Mm. also designed certain ways of refurbishing animatronics so that you didn't have to take it off of the animatronic and bring it into a studio to repair it. So these techniques are actually still used today by the people who upkeep the rides, which is, I thought, like, that's that's freaking awesome. Like, she designed something that was so well done that worked so well that they still use it 50 some odd years later like that's more than that that 70 years later I don't know Um, she also designed the costumes for Carousel of Progress which I didn't realize Um, I don't know what those look like because I'm always napping yeah right (laughs) okay serious (laughs) Um, after she did It's Small World and Carousel, she did a complete 180 and designed 47 of the costumes for Pirates. That's which awesome. was a completely different out-of-the-box yeah. version of what she was usually doing for Disney. Um, she did say that that was probably one of her most trying projects because she went from children dolls to animatronics that don't i don't want to say don't move but don't move as well, much they're like period pieces that right. i mean the to to dirty men i was there so she yeah. said yeah i mean when you really think she about said it, i it went was, from probably did more women than men right in her right. career just in general yeah. she said i went from beautiful dolls to dirty men <laughs> which is i mean she's not wrong that's that's exactly what she did Um, She also switched gears again and did the mission control suits for Flight to the Moon. Nice. And finally, after all of that, now it's the late 70s, um, she and Mark retired at about the same time in 1978. Um, However, she stayed on as a consultant to Disney. Her last project was, her last, like, true project was that she was a consultant for the movie Up. Oh, wow. Which I I don't, like, I, because, wow. because it was, and I want to say that they used her as the background for, is it Ellie? Ellie? Yeah. 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 For, I don't watch is the movie. Is it I, Ellie? No, I don't watch the movie because I fucking can't take the first 20 minutes, so I, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I don't. That's I like won't me into a story it. three. I won't watch it. I fuck that movie. I won't watch it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'll watch up. I won't watch nope, Toy Story I three. I won't watch up. I'll watch Toy Story three. Nope. You can go scratch your ass. Nope. There is no way in fucking hell I am watching that movie again I, ever. I don't. Bl- I, hey. Up for me. Toy Story three for you. Yeah. Fuck them. I mean, uh, but I've seen mm-hmm. up so many times that it doesn't bother me as nope. much anymore. Right? Nope. Can't. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. First 20 minutes can go straight to fucking hell. Okay? (laughs) No, thank you. Um, 
She became a Disney legend in 2004. And she got her Disneyland window in 2012. But I didn't actually think to look up what it said. So mm. I didn't do that. That's, um, <laughs> that's you have to do that at your fingertips right now. You can look it up right now. Her and her husband's windows are back to back together. No shit. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so fucking cute. Can't you picture up? No. Fuck you, Adam. <laughs> God damn it. It was perfectly cool to say Mike Yost first because his is dead. That's right. It's, it, their windows are Far East Imports. Oh. Exotic Art, Mark Davis proprietor, and Alice's Windows is Small Work Custom Company. Aw. Seamstress to the star. Aw, that's, that's cool. cool. And they're like side by side. That's cute. Amazing. That's awesome. I like that. So somebody, so, so one of our um, Disneyland constituents <laughs> needs to get a picture. The ones that have been, that's been screaming at you this whole episode. Yeah, it's Kara. Um, <laughs> if if one of them could please get a picture of said windows and post it to the page, that would be lovely. Will it? Please and thank you. <laughs> so the, I guess I go next. You, well, oh, yeah. I, were you done? Oh, yeah. And Alice right now is ninety-two years old. Still oh, fucking uh, kicking. She's ratchet. Until <laughs> until next week when she probably fucking dies. Until <laughs> tomorrow, she's right? ninety-two so fucking oh, years yeah. old. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. hopefully it's not yours. Oh, God, knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood, Adam, right now. I'm hitting my desk, okay? <laughs> One of ours is done. <laughs> all right, uh, Adam. All right. So, <laughs> it's funny how they're all in a year, within a year of each other. That is, we didn't try that. <clears throat> no, we really didn't. But um, I have Raleigh Crump, also known as Roland Argo Crump. They yeah. see him rolling. They be eating. eating. Jesus Christ. Kind of playing dirty. <laughs> and he dirty was old born... <laughs> Jesus. He was born back in February 27th, 1930 in Alhambra, California. Maybe Alhambra? It's probably Not next to good. Echelon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that was fucks. Yeah. Well, no, that's the... That's the the They're all in college. the same immediate area. That's the university. It's all California. Yeah. yeah, fuck California. So, fuck California. Th- this is another one of my favorites because, according to what I researched in, in a few different spots, um, Crump was actually inspired to start drawing at the tender age of three after seeing Walt Disney's <laughs> Silly Symphony short Three Little Pigs in 1933. I, oh. Yeah, I. I <laughs> Look, man, you give a kid a piece of paper and a, you get up anything that writes and he will draw on everything flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I didn't really know where to go with that. I just find that funny, cons- consistently funny when people are like, oh, he started writing his first novel at the age of three. No, I'm sorry. Can't get behind that. No. So. Um, actually, before he started working for Disney, he actually was a dipper in a ceramic factory and took a pay cut 
to start working for Disney in 1952. Um, basically, he served as an in-betweening artist, and for those who don't know what that is, it's commonly known as a as tweening, as the shortened term, and this is the process in animation that involves generating intermediate frames called in-betweens, and they're basically sandwiched between two keyframes that kind of help make the animation move smoothly and not as jerky as like regular animation sometimes looks. It helps transitions the main transition the main frames into the next frame. Um, but he didn't really make all that much money when he first started working for Disney, for Disney. So to help pay the bills, he built sewer manholes on the weekends. Shut the fuck up. That's what it <laughs> what? said. <laughs> What? How is that weekend work? Right? How do you no build those? Idea. What do you mean build them? <laughs> That's what it says. They're usually cast. Right? So that's maybe he can't well he was a dipper in the ceramic factory, so I, I don't know. He was, you know what? what he probably said. wouldn't have left that if he'd have been a big dipper. He was dipping man's holes. That was oh, oh, <laughs> wow. that turned dark. Yeah. I went Round. someplace else real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was funny. Come on. In, come on. In Fox. Yeah, Fox. Listen, if people haven't found out by now that we are not a family show, I don't know what to tell them. Well, some people let their kids listen to us. I'm not gonna name names, but well, they are horrible parents. <laughs> well, it's, it depends on the age. As long as you don't have to, as long as you're not at the age where you have to explain what we're saying, I think you're safe. He also worked as an assistant animator, and he contributed to Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians, Sleeping Beauty, and many other films. He was actually an assistant to one of the nine old men, and he was an assistant to Eric Larson. In 59, I didn't, I didn't realize he like did it. so many uh, movies. Yeah, he, he was involved in a lot. Wow. In 59, he joined show design at WD, WED Enterprises. Of course, now we know that is Disney Imagineering. And he actually became one of the key designers for some of Disneyland's groundbreaking new attractions and shops, including Haunted Mansion, Enchanted Tiki Room, and Adventureland Bazaar, which is basically all the same attractions that everybody seems to have worked on during this episode. What's Adventureland yep. Bazaar? <laughs> It was yep. not there anymore. A themed ish area. Yeah, oh. it's not there All anymore. Right. Um He also served as key designer on the attractions featured at the 1964-65 World's Fair, including Small World, for which he designed the Tower of the Four Winds Marquee. And when the attraction actually moved to Disneyland in 66, he designed the larger than life animated clock at its entrance, which sends the puppet children on parade each quarter hour. Which is kind of pretty cool because it's it's super iconic. You are not kidding. Um, all of them worked on the exact same fucking things. <laughs> yeah, Holy shit! Because oh, that's all... what was going on at Disney yeah, at well, the time. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. You're right. It's like you you work on what needs to get done now. Yeah, and this was the now. It was all hands on um, deck. Now this is something I didn't know. Um, he actually worked on a project with Yale Gracie that was never actually built called the Museum of the Weird, and several elements of this were later used in the Haunted Mansion, but some of the concepts were actually adapted into a comic book series titled Seekers of the Weird in 2014. I have heard of that. And this was written by 
Brandon. Oh boy, Sir Sir. See. Yep. yep. Brandon S. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of unpronounceable names on this uh, in this show. It, Brandon Seifert, and illustrated by Carl Moline, with an introduction written by Crump himself. So he also it, contributed to the initial design of Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Florida, developing story and set designs for MDC's Disney's On Parade in 1970. He left. <laughs> okay. Um, he actually worked for a bunch of other theme parks at that time. He created the Marvel McFay mascot for Astro World, and I don't know what that is, and was the lead designer of Knott's Berry Farms, Knott's Berry Tailed Attraction. I have heard very good things he about it. Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, the we next time do. we go to California, yeah, we California we're going to hit it up. It's a pretty solid cookie, too. It... Pepperidge Farms? No. Not Knott's Berry? No. There's like a Knott's Berry, it's like a, it's like a shortbread cookie with a little dollop of like a jelly in the middle of it. Yeah, the, the, Knott's, what are the Knott's Berry Farm is famous for their little jam. The jelly. It's yeah. the jam, not well, the yeah. cookie, though. But, but, oh, no, yeah. they, they, never, they, they have the Knott's Berry cookies, but there's the jam in the middle of it. I, yeah. I've yeah. Never, I know what Mikey's talking about. I, Thank you, Tim. I've never heard of I know their cookies. They're good. Usually you find them in like vending machines and gas stations and shit like that. You know, they're snacky foods. Huh. But uh, yeah, it's good. Must have a little different. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had one. No, me neither. So in '76, he came back. Welcome back, Prada. Welcome. Yeah, he yes, who's back. That was exactly who's what back? I was okay. thinking. <laughs> okay. so, we went two we different back. directions. Yep. You and him, him, I went Travolta. That's. <laughs> Welcome Maybe back, Prada. Maybe they're closer to it than we think. I don't know. So in 76, he came back to Epcot Center, serving as project designer for the Land and the Wonders of Life pavilions. <gasps> he, built, he built my house. He did build your house. <gasps> he also participated in the planning of the expansion for Disneyland in 19, until 1981, when he left again. Oh. Is it? <laughs> he didn't even see... Yeah, he left even before... <clears throat> um, the land opened in '82, and Wonders of Life opened in '89. So he was gone before either one of those started. He was walking to McDonald's. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. He's like, "Fuck this piece." Eat him some Ariel. Again, he wasn't hurting for work because he ended up creating his own design firm called Mario Posa. Marie Marie Posa. I don't Mari know. Mario Posa. Mario Posa is Spanish for butterfly. It's also a kind of tree. You know Spanish, but you don't know English. I... <laughs> You're an English teacher. Well, and now that I said that it's Spanish for butterfly, watch me be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, so with his new design group, he consulted on projects such as Bush Gardens, The Golden Nugget in Las Vegas, and Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey's Circus World. Does that do it for Raleigh Crump? No, there's more. Okay. Because, you know track. what? Guess what he does? He goes 19... back! He, he comes back in 1992! Oh my god. <laughs> this dude is a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I mean, and this time he comes back to Walt Disney Imagineering as the executive designer. And he designed an updated land pavilion for Epcot Center, as well as the transformation of that park's communicore into interventions. Hmm. How'd that work out for him? 
Interventions lasted for I a minute. I liked Interventions. Okay. Interventions was a lot of fun. I, I only ever saw it one time, and then it was closed. Yeah. When I, it was when Interventions was originally opened, it was a lot of fun. The problem yeah. with it, what with it was that they just couldn't keep up with the updating. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just got in, very expensive. The guns to that crowd were, this ain't a ride. We're learning. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but it's okay because guess what happens in four years in 1996? He comes back. <laughs> no, oh, he, he, he just came oh, back. Maria he retires. He retires. <laughs> he retires for good. <laughs> he actually retires and was named a Disney legend in 2004 with everybody else, it seems. <laughs> oh, yeah. In 2009, he was honored with a window and sign on Disneyland's Main Street USA naming him as the assistant to the palm reader of Fargo's Palm Holler, an allusion to his weird designs and his middle name, Fargo. That's hysterical. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. That's neat. But he's like, he, wait, I'm going away. No, I'm coming back. Wait, I'm going away. No, I'm coming back. Bye. <laughs> he was, I'm assuming he was one of those guys that like retired and then was bored. So he unretired. Yeah. Well, no, he he would leave and do other projects, and then always find find his way back to Disney. Yeah, it wasn't like Disney a would do that. He Disney would be like, like, hey, eh. we need your expertise on this. Can you come back for this one project? But I I mean he. But only once. The, the last time he came back was as executive designer. So that's not like a little. That's idol. true. Nope. Yeah, he he managed to quit himself into a promotion. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Good job, Rolling. That's how you do it. I will only come back if you give me this title. Sounds probably what happened. I mean, if you want me bad enough, make me an executive. Exactly. Okay. I want be, to you'll, see. You'll quit when you're done, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim. We've we've covered three. Why don't yeah, you uh, yeah. bring oh. us home with uh, the only person that actually has. A pseudonym. He does, but also it's the only one that's still not a Disney legend. Well, it's the only one of the four that I've actually met. Well, well and he's, he's kind of my best friend. <laughs> kind of my best friend, just saying. Oh, is that how it is now? <laughs> kind of best friend. I mean, I would say that he probably has a restraining order against me at this point. <laughs> well, that's two people in Disney that probably have a, a restraining order against well, who's you. Who's the other one? Yeah. Art Smith. Oh, Art Smith. oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Even I do that. 100%. He... Let's talk about your friend and mine, Mr. Bro, Joe Brody. The only Imaginary with his own shirt from Magical Meltdown. Yes. Yes. Accurate. We gotta, we gotta change oh, oh. that. I mean, we should I change that. I think I need a stab in the neck shirt. Yes. <laughs> it's it not wasn't Imagineer, an but we'll take it. I'll take it. But... I'll, I'll take it anyway. We need, I guess we need I can the uh, Haunted Mansion busts with. Oh, that's good. Because they were oh, all that is good. So Joe Rody's official title was executive designer and vice president of creative. He was born September tenth, nineteen fifty-five, in Sacramento, California. I had the only non-California native imagination. Yeah, you did. Yeah. However. He grew up in Makiki, Hawaii, which is the original home of his parents. Right. But wait, 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 before you go on, who also only had the dead Imagineer? Yeah. Mike. Mm. Everything's deader in Texas. <laughs> Move along. So he grew up in Makiki, Hawaii, was the original home of his parents. His father was a cameraman that worked on films such as Elvis's Blue Hawaii. 
He would later go on to say in an interview, if a film was made in Hawaii, his father filmed it. His mother was a high school drama teacher. Eventually, his father's work led them back to Hollywood. He got a bachelor's degree in fine arts from Occidental College in L.A. and became a teacher at, and I'm going to fuck this school's name up, is Chaminade? C-H-A-M-I-N-A-D-E? Chaminade? college preparatory school i think tonight is like the night of let's fuck up every yeah. word that we could possibly every name of anyone that we could it's, ever it's california yeah. it's california you fuck all it's california it. and hawaii and all these other places that like look i mean well, pennsylvania has their share of like no interesting names no we don't know, so. we have blue ball oh really we have blue ball, blue ball and Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Wait, wait, wait. Pocono's of Shanersville Road. And tell me how that says Shanersville yeah, Road. Okay, all right, touche. <laughs> the Shanersville is silent. Yeah, the whole, the whole, like, all the letters all in the, the letters. <laughs> While he was teaching at this preparatory school, one of his students, who also worked at Disney at the time, encouraged him to become an Imagineer. So in 1980, at the age of 25, he joined Imagineering during the development of Epcot. His first job was designing the Mexican Pavilion Weenie, which we all know oh. as the pyramid. I didn't know he designed the that. Don't awesome. climb on me. I didn't know that either. I, that's the one thing I didn't know about him. He didn't tell us that when we had drinks in No Man Lounge. <laughs> You'll have to call him right up. After. Well, he's your bestie. Yeah. I think you should give him a call and say, why didn't you tell me these things? So later on, oh, by the he way, the punch work... is good. Just the the trap continue to oh, work. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Tim. I knew you'd look at me. I mean, you looked at the camera, but you looked at me. Well, we were talking about <laughs> Hawaii and Hawaiian punch. And... Yeah. <laughs> they continue to work at Epcot designing... Uh, the No Way Pavilion and working for Captain EO. Oh. What do you do for Captain EO? Do, does it say? or the? Uh, well, he, there was a picture of him with all the puppets. So okay. I'm assuming that's what he did for it. He would later say when he got the job at Imagineering, he says, I got this entry-level job and I knew nothing about anything. <laughs> His next job after that was designing the refurbishment for Fantasyland and Disneyland. And then his first big gig by himself was the Adventures Club in Treasure Island. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Just Soon like after Harriet. that, he pitched an idea to Michael Eisner and then former president Frank Wells for a new park that had to do with animals. Oh, what was that? He gave detailed... He, well, he gave detailed specs of his idea for the park to include included videographs and a potential layout with vast parking for 6,000 cars, concession stands, five theaters with 4,000 seats and a 100-acre safari habitat, focusing on a mission to raise environmental awareness. But the overwhelming answer that he got was no. Hmm. Citing, Disney doesn't do zoos. Not the zoo. Not the zoo. <laughs> well, that, that was to be his catchphrase later on, but he wasn't... Sorry. He was frustrated, but he wasn't going to be beaten down, so he tried again. So when he returned to pitch the idea 
The second time, he came prepared with charts and graphs and all this data. He wanted to convey just why his idea would create the unbelievable theme park and how it was perfect <clears throat> with Disney. And even though his second pitch created a little bit more debate, ultimately it's like, it doesn't capture Disney magic that's in the other parks. So, not going to give up. The next time when he came to pitch the idea again, he was talking about the tree of life and he had this idea was going to be this grand centerpiece of the park and as he's talking, the back door of this conference room opens up and an 800-pound Bengal tiger walks into the room. You have my attention, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And there's an empty seat next to Eisner. And the tiger sits down in the seat next to Eisner and just stares him down. You can whole, have anything you want. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Tigers that can fucking work doorknobs. It's a bad deal. And apparently got into a death stare with Frank Wells. And the whole room froze and became silent. After a few <laughs> moments, the tiger gets up, leaves the room. Brody looks around to the board of directors and says, any questions? And that's when he got the green light to build Animal Kingdom. <laughs> That is my second favorite story of Joe Rogan. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, I think there was a little bit more, and it was just trying to influence on how exciting animals can be and what what that experience can actually feel like when it's a little more intimate than a zoo. Well, and he was pulling on to the roots of Disney where Walt would do something insane like that. Walt would go to the extremes to get his point across and say, this is what I want. Let's do this. so. Right. <laughs> Engage. So after these, <laughs> the, the success of, of Animal Kingdom, he was chosen to design Disney Vacation Club's Hawaiian Resort. Hold on. He was given the job because he grew up there and he knew the importance of building a tourist destination that locals wouldn't resist. Because Hawaii was all about keeping the culture and he wanted to incorporate all that culture all their nuances into that resort and not make it like a Marriott or Radisson or what, what do you right. have to on the big island so that was so much of a success he was tasked with creating Pandora the world of Avatar I love that place and so why it's so pretty Disney was seeing what the success that Universal had with the Harry Potter world and they wanted some of that action yeah, well, they messed he that worked. deal up real good. Because they had it. They uh, had a chance uh, to do Harry Potter. They had a chance to do it, but uh, it, it, it would have worked at Disney World, I don't think. It's perfect for Universal. Uh, I mean, just from going to Universal, the attractions that ended up being built would not have fit well in a Disney World. No. No. And it is a lot of screen. Yeah. And I mean a lot of screens. Yeah. And Mikey wouldn't be able to see any no, of it. No, I know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We're just here for you, Mikey. Good. Someone needs to be here we're, for me. We're here to They're, support look, you. Look out for me since apparently I can't look out well, for myself Well, this is true. This both is, yeah, sides. absolutely. So, fun fact, when we, when Pandora first opened, we were at Disney World and we were having dinner at Tiffin's and our servers spilled coffee, hot coffee, on my leg. 
And to make up for it, she figured she would tell us that Mr. Allen was allegedly in Nomad Lounge having a drink. We all know that's his code name when he's in the parks. So we literally finished our dinner and rushed out, ran out to, to Nomad Lounge, and we don't see him. So we go outside to the, the, the deck that overlooked the Discovery River. And there he is sitting there with a glass of water. And like a bunch of us just literally bum rushed him and Oh, Mr. Rody, we're big fans. Uh glad to see you here. Can we get a picture? And he's like, Yeah, he goes, Have you guys been over to Pandora? He's like, Yeah, I would say we rode Flight of Passage five times today. He's like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we rode Flight of Passage five times. He's like, I can't even do that. How did you pull that off? <laughs> we told him we had a friend that was friends with a plaid and he got us on there a couple of times. Like, That's amazing. He's like, how'd you like it? I was like, it was amazing. Was like, well, I'm glad you liked it. And we took pictures with us and we sat with us. We didn't want to interrupt him because he's having private time by himself. So we bid our goodbyes and I I cried like a baby after that. <laughs> so. I mean, this was also before, well before he was like giving public speaking and all this other right. stuff. This was well before you actually had to pay to meet him. Yeah. <clears throat> This was literally right after it opened. He was taking a break, and he was still in Florida. He didn't go back to California yet, so he's still like working out the bugs and working out everything to where it was running smoothly. So after Avatar, he his next big project was redesigning Disney California Adventures Tower of Terror into Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And fortunately, that would be the last full project he saw to fruition because on November 23rd, 2020, he announced his retirement from Walt Disney Imagineering effective January 4th, 2021. And on February 22nd, 2021, Virgin Atlantic announced that he had been hired as their experienced architect. In other words, whatever he wants to put people into space. He's working on putting people into space. For real, not like for real for a restaurant. Yeah. yeah, and not like Jeff Bezos was just gonna fly around and come down <laughs> on a penis. <laughs> oh boy! So some some fun facts about Mr. Joe Rody. We touched on this many times before on the show, and and many times in this episode. His code name was he, when he was in Orlando was Mr. Allen, and he exclusively stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge when he was on property. But he didn't, His, so wait, he didn't have anything to do with the lodge being built, though, correct? Or did he oversee that as well? Because that was built at the same time as the theme park. I could not find anything on him being involved in the lodge, but I'm assuming probably he did. Okay. I would assume as well. I mean, listen, I, I thought I had the easy project because I thought, oh, he's the most recent Imagineer. There's got to be a lot of stuff on the internet about him. Nope. You got to no. die, man. You die, you get stuff. Well, yeah, right, he, well none of the none of the Disney websites had anything on him. It's all local newspaper articles and fan pages about him. Huh. It's like for right now, for him, Disney, he don't exist. So I don't know about that breakup. Well, I mean, it, there's probably also projects that are in the works that we're not allowed to know about or be privy to. So depending on, like, what everything looks like. Right. I mean, I'm sure they didn't want him to go, because there, allegedly he had other projects in the fire, like a new island. Yeah. So the there, there were other projects, exactly. There were other 
project's working that so I, I'm sure we'll hear more once those projects actually go to fruition and of course when he passes away because that's how Disney works right. well, he's got a long way to go because he's only in his 70s so 60s. can't get sued now so I can post everything I know yeah. right <laughs> so his signature earring which started when he put his five year pin in his ear is comprised Ow. of souvenirs from all his travels uh. yeah I mean, I get, I kind of like the idea of it, but putting a pin in, no. He's known it looks as... like a baby rattle toy. Yeah. It looks, like it looks you get like a lot keys. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in the uh, mid-80s when you had the alligator clip, the feathers and stuff? Oh, yeah. That's what it looks like, but just a little more complicated. So he's known as the face of Imagineering and is rumored to be the richest Imagineer. Well, that doesn't surprise me. No. The queue from Expedition Everest is rumored to have 8,000 authentic artifacts from Nepal, China, and Tibet. So when it came time to design Tiffin's, Rody wanted the restaurant to have art from the different locations represented by the restaurant and pictures taken from around the park without people being able to tell the difference. And we've had servers ask us, which of these photos or art do you think is from the actual location or which was taken in Animal Kingdom? And a lot of times we couldn't tell the difference. No, that is a great restaurant. It's probably one of my top five. Still oh, yeah, never definitely. Been. Yeah, absolutely. The, the lounge definitely is, is... The lounge is almost a must-do if yes. you can get in. Yeah. Agreed funny thing about the lounge, it was intended to look like a village bar with mixed match furniture, and when it was first built and it was not open yet, all the chairs matched and everything was in order, and he's like, nope, this is not going to do, and he's rearranging furniture to have different chairs and different tables, and he wanted to look as random and like piecemealed together, together, yeah. Yeah, piecemealed together. Yeah, use what you got. It doesn't look at that anymore because it's a little more generic now. It's upscale. Yeah. It's more upscale yeah. When it first I mean, opened, it literally looked like there was, like you had four different chairs at one table. Right. It was fun. I mean, they, you still have that a little bit, but I mean, with COVID and everything, everything kind of reverted back to bare minimum, right. really. That's it on Mr. Jordy. You know, I want to say I remember watching some kind of featurette that went into details about Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I want to say Joe was on it because specifically, I think I remember him talking about the shields that hang up and why they went with that and, and so on and so forth. So I, he may have I had something to do with it. I, I know he had a hand in all the art that's in there because a lot of okay. the art that's in there is authentic <clears throat> African art. Right. I want to say okay. the actual um, architect was the same one who built, um, who had stuff to do with the, Wilderness Lodge. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Wilderness yeah. Lodge and the one in yes. Disneyland. Uh, Cal- uh, Grand Californian. Grand Californian. The Grand Californian. Those, because th- they all have very similar. Right. When you go in there, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I can see the, the, I can see the differences when you go in. It's just, yeah, architecturally, I can see that, yeah. but. As uh, the theming inside is is a little different, so when yeah. When you're going to the Grand Californian, it's more than similar. Uh, 
the with uh, the to wilderness large. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many different ways is it to build a big ass cabin? Pretty much. Right. <laughs> I like Lincoln logs. I build cabin. Right. Yeah, but I, Animal Kingdom Lodge was designed by Denver architect Peter Dominic of Urban Design Group. So he did. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously a Willow bunch Lodge of and, yeah, a bunch of projects point. for Disney. Yeah. He did the three of those. Huh. I wonder if he was slated to do the uh, reflections. Disney, a lakeside no, lodge. Was a that was a, no, that no, was a whole I, different. No, yeah, oh, was a whole different company. Yeah. I think it was the same company that did um, Contemporary. Oh. I thought it was Riviera. Oh. I, yeah, I was thinking everything I, I saw could, you know, was concept worth, thought, art, it, it just screamed more Riviera stuff again. Yeah, because it, it was really super modern. Contemporary, I want to think you're going back to Cushman. I know I don't think they're into that as much hmm. anymore, or at least like outside of the city. Interesting. Is it about... though? Because oh. that's one of those things you say when something isn't. <laughs> wow. Uh... Like when you're halfway listening to your husband talk, you're like, interesting. And he's like, I'm talking about naval lint. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wiki Wikipedia still has it opening in 2022. Shut the fuck up. No. We'll see. We'll no, see. No, yeah, we'll no, see. It's a parking yeah, lot right got... now. I've seen the yeah. aerial pictures oh of God. it. It's just parking people there. That's ridiculous. Also, that's Wikipedia. Well, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's true. True story. You, you know what else is Wikipedia? A, a lot of a lot of this show, I think, tonight. Because uh, there's yeah. only so many places you <laughs> yeah. can get information on some people. Uh, thankfully... I, I pulled mine off a few different... Yeah, I, I hit several for um, Harriet because there is something about a HarrietBurns.com thing. There's a book that her daughter wrote about her after she passed um, called The First Lady of Imagineering, I think. Uh, obviously, I don't own it because I can't read. Because <laughs> you can't see. No, that's not funny, Maria. That's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. You don't laugh at people. <laughs> She does. She does. Very you mean. know what? Uh, we laugh very mean. I can't read. <laughs> oh, you illiterate son of a bitch. Wow. She's she, I mean, she she's not wrong. If you can see most of my notes. It's I, symbols. I, it, it is. It is. Hieroglyphics. No, it's not even not even that good. Basically, my show notes. That's why we don't do show notes, folks. Because when you get to Mikey's page, it would be like, did he fucking type this in dingbats? Yep. Wing dings. Yeah. Is it? Is he's got a spider web? And is that a pirate? Two brackets closed. Is that a? Is that the Batman symbol in a cube? Uh huh. What the hell? Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, you think Kumquat apparently is the name of a lady who had a college in California, <laughs> Maria, so. All right, touche. The thing is, she's trying so hard to make this sound like Juilliard, yeah. so it's, it's like, you know, Quinard. Quinard. <laughs> you know, 
Quianard School of Arts, Quianard. Oh my God. In Quiafornia. <laughs> I mean. All right, folks. Well, I hope you learned a little more, and, and and you know more than when we started here. Um, if nothing else, I hope you learned about Takiana Sitko, Popeye, Gatsinya, Marka, Kapanani, Kasuziana, Karichi, Dinesh, Brianna Shajik, Aliki, Jack, a bony Christiana Moore was an actual goldfish that lived uh, in the 30s. And you've been Lies. sitting on that the whole episode, haven't you? Nope. Just scrolled to the top of my notes if I had anything. And uh, that just uh, all I had to help uh, try and get us to some kind of closing. Listen, Imagineering uh, is the golden years, which which were the early years of Imagineering. Just so much shit came out like nonstop when they were opening Disneyland. Um and then, of course, what would be, I guess, I don't know what type of uh, rare earth metal Joe Rohde is comprised of, but um, he's probably one of the most recent great Imagineers we've had. And, and now he's, uh, you know, sending people up to space. On a, he's the only one out of the four that we talked tonight that's not a legend. He will be. Yeah. I mean, but you, I mean, you have to be, I think, a certain age to be a legend. Uh, no, those people the younger than are legends. Oh, okay. I was, yep. He will be. I think he yeah. will be too. Soon. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, soon. I'm a little, little concerned about the way his retirement went. I mean, he he, he is the only Imagineer that sort of kind of knows about us, because someone did uh, tweet him a picture of a T-shirt. Yeah, from MetroMoton.net. That he kind of loves. He kind of likes that. Is it .net or .com? It's .net. both. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> One's included with a thing and one I pay for, so it's both. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, he kind of digs his shirt, so go ahead and get it. But unfortunately, if you were to Animal Kingdom, half the people working there won't have any idea who the hell's on it. Nope. Well, at, well, at this point, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Which no, is in, in not. Pre-pandemic, when we wore that shirt to Animal Kingdom, everybody in Animal Kingdom yeah. knew who that was. Uh, Most people yeah. did. Negative, Batman. For, for us, for people us. did. Uh, yeah. For Todd and I, actually, I think our one of our first trips after finding the podcast, this is the the trip that we actually bought DVC. And the reason why Todd wanted to buy DVC at that point in time is because we got extra points. And he was like, we can come down when the podcast has their trip. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is before we met any of you guys. Okay. Wait, Maria, who was the one who was erotic mess when they first trip met? I, I mean, it was me, but like. We thought you were working at the winery. Let's not, let's not cloud the argument with facts and logic, okay? Let's also not forget that Tim and Adam walked in, and then we're expecting you to see. Yeah, Tim. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Tim did. I'm like, I don't know who this, this person is, is. I, but I never know it's who anyone is. Story. Well, to be fair, we don't be only there to meet the nickels. Well, you got us as a it's bonus. True too. Yes. <laughs> and, mm. and what a bonus oh it's yeah <laughs> you you gained two nephews and a sister and a brother that day aren't you lucky and a niece one hell of a plus that's, one that's, aren't you you're a plus five <laughs> well that's that sounds like a fucking lifetime tv that's, show <laughs> or a tgif sitcom Plus five. Or, or a nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> it's something. Okay, tell your story. Uh, what was it? 
Oh, okay. About the show. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so we were in Animal Kingdom. We were wearing our Bro Rody shirts. And uh, we were in line to see uh, Safari Donald. And one of the cast members goes, oh, I love your shirt. Who is it? We're like, are you, are you kidding? This is, this is like kind of your boss. <laughs> like this is, this is kind of the guy who built this park. He's like, who, who is that? Joe Rody? He's like, I don't know who that is. It's like, you need to be fired. <laughs> He's. Meanwhile, we had full blown conversation. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, we had a the, one of our favorite bartenders at Thursday River, which is Kristen. She saw our shirts and immediately was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, Did, can I tell you about the first time I met Jarody? And I was a big fan. And I have never even seen him, but she was walking back to her car after leaving the park, and she was with the vice president of the park at oh. the time. And there's a guy walking behind them, and she didn't know who it was. And she turned to her boss, and was like, "Somebody following us." And he turns around, and was like, "Oh, that's Joe Rody." It's like, "Oh my God, that's Joe Rody." It's <laughs> like, "Yeah, that's Joe Rody." It's like, "So that's your boss?" It's like, "Yeah, that's my boss." Oh my God. At casual. At casual. At casual. At casual. <laughs> yeah, that's. Don't, Don't cry. cry. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> my nipples yeah. are so hard. Why do I Don't do? Don't him and cry when you meet Joe Rody. Ah. <laughs> uh. One score, Maria. You got any better close nope, remarks? That's it. Oh shit. Nope, that's it. I'm done. Come join us <laughs> for more shitty stories like this. <laughs> if, if you, you dare. dare. If you dare. Oh, it's got a little spoopy. It's Halloween. It is. It will. It'll be over by the time the episode gets yeah. Yeah, right. It'll be November by the time <laughs> Todd drops this mess. By the time you finish listening to this thing, it'll be Thanksgiving. Because um, Tim. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Why do I don't you want to call me for closing most? I don't have any closing no, Sometimes you do. Sometimes yeah. you do. Yeah. Well, we're just ending November, um, October and we're looking into November and we got uh, some kind of local things planned for November. For some Hershey shit for Woo-hoo! Thanksgiving. Anybody local wants to come out Thanksgiving Saturday? Thursday? That's me. I'm I'm local shit. Yeah, you're, you're local shit. <laughs> you you are the entertainment. I am. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Entertainment. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, even. it's not false. It's accurate. It's sometimes. Yeah, not it's false. We're, we're grading on a bill. I mean, curve. it's, so it's, it's yeah. accurate. Mm-hmm. Now, sure. uh. Let, let Tim so finish, though, Hershey, because Hershey Christmas chance. lights. So we'll post uh, <coughs> probably an event in the group for that Saturday if y'all want to join us in Hershey that Saturday evening. I forgot what day it is, but it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's a Friday, probably. No, no, it's a so Saturday. He Saturday. literally just finished it's saying it's a Saturday. Saturday, 12 But it's the start early it's enough. It's the 27th. It's still Saturday. Nope, we, have, uh, we have other things going on on Friday. We're not doing Friday. We're doing Saturday. So. Okay. 27th. Well... There's going to be some out-of-town cheaters if you want to see some out-of-town cheaters. There's some local cheaters, and it'll be a good time. Some hot chocolate. Oh. Some tampon booze. <laughs> wait, wait. No, there will not be. Wait. We're not doing no. that again. Oh, wait. That's all I'm saying about that. Wait, uh, no. 
no, no. It just, it it's a way to sneak booze into the park. But I don't know why one of our dearest axe murderers decided to stick um, espresso. Vodka. Vodka in a tampon and one booze container. But she put it in her and bra. It leaked. And, and it leaked. leaked. <laughs> and it There's changed. so much to unpack. <laughs> Yeah, we can do that as it gets closer to the date. We can tell the story. We probably told yeah, it a million so times before. There was a lot to unpack that yeah. night as well. Yeah, her bra. Starting with the tampon. Starting with the tampon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, let's let's get to that because I've had so many, so many, so many questions. questions. So many questions. Adam. Yo. I'm, I'm trying to focus on keeping this thing on track, and I'm stuck somewhere about <laughs> how you get Adam help. <laughs> All right, so, speaking of gifts, um, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 yep, the tampon is the monthly gift. Just go with it. Okay. <laughs> we have three sheets about 2021. We only have three spots left open. So, if there's something you want to do, help make your sheeters holiday just a little bit more special while they, when you pick their name out of a hat. Uh, or whatever you pick their name out of. Uh, there are only three dates left, so hop on those as soon as you can. Um, the next running meetup, and we are going to have one now because we still don't know what the races are going to be, but that will be for the spring fling, whatever the hell you want to call those races at this point because we don't really have a real name except it's a surprise, and it's starting to get on my nerves. So that is March 30th. I will be down March 30th through Monday, April 4th. But we don't have a theme for it yet because we don't actually have a theme for the races yet. So, more information to follow on that. I know there's a bunch of people running Wine and Dine. That's coming up really, really soon. So, good luck to all of you runners who are running Wine and Dine. We also have a bunch of runners doing their Dopey Challenges, the marathon in January. And we have a bunch of runners doing Princess in February. So, good luck to all you runners. Um, if you're looking for our running information, we do have the three sheets to the mouse running group. So just look us up. We're linked on the main three sheets to the mouse page as well. That is three sheets to the finish line. I'm just saying. (laughs) I know, I can't remember. (laughs) That's why you have me. Yes. And we officially have a name for the groups. Oh. Okay. The main sheet up in 2022, it's going to be SOS, Cheaters on the Seas, and this is going to be the um, Disney Cruise, it's two parts, August 16th, 2022, through August 22nd, 2022, this is on the Disney Wish, if you're still interested in going, there are still some cabins available. You can definitely reach out to your our travel agent, which Jillian booked most of our trips, so feel free to reach out to her. I think we can link you up or reach out to one of us, and we'll be able to help you out with that. And I think I'm finished. That was a lot of fucking words. I'm kind of excited about the, uh, the Oaken dinner. I'm excited about this whole shit. Well, yeah, yeah but I just want to like, be in that boat again. That, that's cool. The Oaken so. dinner, the... Um, <coughs> Star Wars Lounge. There, there's just so much going on. I am so jealous. Well, uh, okay. 
No, I, I, I literally had something to say about this exact kind of thing when Maria said something about it, but I just, I'm, I'm being polite and not That's saying okay. it. okay, you can be rude. Oh, I have okay. in the past, <laughs> but well, this is a newly... Well, oh. to be fair, how many it's times do we dead. see each other oh, without yeah. my... Oh, all the time. Yeah, like last yeah. weekend. Last week, yeah, last you, weekend. You know, you, you, don't, you don't see me getting upset. No, I know. Much. A lot. I have never, <laughs> even, I have never you know, been... Even though I've, 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 I've gone through watching all, all my other hosts get together... Uh, without me for fucking four years, I don't. I don't get that upset. <laughs> Sounds like you get pretty upset. <laughs> no, <I'm> good. <laughs> okay, everything's fine. Nothing to see right. here. <laughs> I I have been on cruises before. I've never been on a Disney cruise, and so that is definitely a bucket list item for sure. Well, I've got one coming up in uh, oh, December. I can't wait and to hear all I, about I, it. I, for my, are, you, are you on it? Are no, you going? No, I said I can't wait to hear all oh, about, I hear it. about it. Oh, well, you know how I review stuff. It's not going to be positive. I'm going to tell you all the shit that's well, wrong that's with okay. it. Well, that's okay. At least I get to hear about it. No, I, I won't. I, I will. No. I, I can't wait to actually. I'll, I'll, I will actually have something to share. Which, which, which is interesting for me because I don't, I don't only have a whole lot to share that you guys weren't involved with. So, kind of terrified to be honest with you. Cool. You should be. <laughs> I, I know. You Take be. Note. Oh my god. I'm, I'm, well, the problem is, it's like usually like we, Tim and I, back each other up. When all three of us do something or all four of us do something, we all back each other up. This is Mikey's first like alone trip report. Yeah, and and I mean. Good lord! I, are they gonna have sake in a paper cup? I don't know. Oh god, not again! Hmm. That was so bad. Watermelon so sake. Bad. Well, they had to add the watermelon to make it taste better. It was Ew. awful. No seeds though. It's cool. Well, thank, thank it was god. So bad. Thank. Well, yeah, no, like thank this god. Ball. No one eats them. That's gross. <sighs> All right. Well, with that being gross we'll we'll bring episode 222 to a close thanks for listening um if we you know or maria mostly uh happen to get something wrong with pronunciations <laughs> it's be sure to drop the line wrong. uh give us a give give us a call on the hotline at 407-906-4698 uh tell her what she pronounced wrong kara <laughs> and uh we'll we'll probably include it uh, oh in God. an upcoming show <laughs> And if anyone ever wants to call, please go ahead and just just drop us a line there. We we love hearing uh, the messages when they come through. But in the meantime, thank you, you for hold on. If you received okay. a keychain in the last sheet up, call that number in the back. We want to hear from you. Yeah, the phone number's on the back of the keychain. It's on the business card. It's on the five fifty shirt. Uh, it's on. Many other shirts. Uh, it, it's yeah, just kind of hidden. There's, yeah, there's hidden hotline. <laughs> it's out there. That hotline blinks. It may even be on the web page, on, on the Facebook group. <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, it blinks. Um, so thanks for listening uh, this week. I, I always love doing uh, episodes where we get to do a little uh, dive in and research and learn a thing or three. Um, so yeah, for Tim and. Adam and Mike. Nope, I am Mike. So for me, and 
I'm just gonna say uh, Martika Regina. Yep, Martika Regina, Jackaboni, Christiana Moore. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.